Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to our show. We have gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the multiverse, two of the nerdiest geeks to be found. We proudly present the professor and her geeky girl, Mr. herself, Ace. And now it's time. Geeky Cool presents Professor and Ace. Well, how about that? We didn't have that thing fall down. I was not on top of things there. There we are. Here we are. Welcome to Geeky Cool Presents Professor and Ace, Season 2, Episode 4. We're so cool. Look at us. Season 2. We are. We are. We're not really. I mean, Professor is, but not. No. Well, I've never been accused of really being cool. I have to do the whole geeky cool thing that that works, but uh, just being straight cool. I always wanted to be cool, but never was. Okay. It's okay. I'm not either. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. We're not cool. That's okay, because what's it really do for you? I mean, come on. What happened to the cool kids in high school? I mean, really. Some of them are liking the same stuff we are now, so... So um, they initially they liked the same stuff. They just weren't brave enough to admit it back then. Some of them, that's true. That is very, very true. All right. Well, today we were going to have the Ozpod gals on with us, and because of weather issues and stuff, they couldn't join us. So instead, we had a little announcement from the DC Universe. Yeah. With. The upcoming movies, and so we wanted to talk about that. So, okay, uh, even James Gunn, you, you're you. I have. I'm not even a DC huge fan. I mean, I'm a fan, but like right. I, I even decked out on, on for. See, there you go. I, I didn't. I apologize, guys. <laughs> so, Usually, yeah. professor's the one who's on that. Like you know. I know, right? I I don't know. I've been kind of. But kind of a distracting day. So anyway, so wanted to talk about what's going on with DC and their new movie universe, which is going to be a little different. So so what we want to do is we want to let you hear it from James Gunn's voice himself. And then we can react to the different things that are announced because there is a lot to unload on it. Are we going to pause in between all the little things? Are we going to well, we do that or we can run it and then we can actually play it again and pause it if we want to. Cool. All right, let's do that then. I'm gonna try this new technology thing. I know. <laughs> we figured something out. <laughs> we need the technology. We can. Oh, look at that. That's not right. <laughs> That's not right either. I don't know. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. Well, there we go. That's the right one to press. All right. So here we go. So here's mr james gunn talking about the new dc universe movies hey everybody i'm james gunn i'm the co-ceo of dc studios so as many of you know dc has been disconnected in film and television for a long time and it's one of you know our jobs mine and peter's is to come in and make sure the dcu is connected in film television gaming and animation that the characters are consistent played by the same actors and it works within one story and if something is outside of that like matt reeves batman or todd phillips joker or teen titans go that it is clearly labeled as dc elseworlds outside of 
the mainstream DCU continuity. Now, Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love that resets the entire DC universe. Then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects, which I'm gonna tell you about now. So, Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an eight to 10 year plan of what DC Studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. The first project is Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're gonna do that's a little bit different at DC is we're gonna have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project up is Waller. This Let's pause there for a second because I realized that YouTube gets all upset with us if we just let a video run and we don't talk. Right. They, um, so don't want to have the YouTube hierarchy think that we're just trying to steal this video because that's not what we're going to do. We're trying to react to it, but we wanted to throw a little bit in yeah. here. So well, let's, let's react to, to what we've heard so far. Sure, sure. So, so go ahead. First of all, he's not incorrect. The DCU has never been a cohesive universe. It is not. None of the shows have successfully been bridged together except for, you know, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, the Justice League kind of thing. But even them, they fail, they fell short in box office. Right. Um, so the idea that James Gunn, who was part of that whole Marvel universe uh, with Guardians and all that, that he's taken his expertise in it <laughs> and his experience to bring it to the DCU is, is actually hopeful <laughs> for people. It is. It is hopeful. Um, and, and, you know, even the, the shows that were on the CW, the the Flash and Green I Arrow universe, it, uh, it, it did cross over some, but it, it, it was never quite what you're looking for. But they were separate their own the versus right. the movies yes um, and so i think that what he's saying about having the same people play mm -hmm. within this but but also knowing that you know like matt reeves with the batman and the batman the sequel or part two uh coming up and stuff like that and the joker and all of these they can still exist, but they're not going to be part of that mainstream universe. I think is is something that Marvel didn't even really do. Right. Um, all of Marvel's tied together. Um, this, I think, gives them a lot of creativity and a lot of um, choices because you have your main, you know, your your DCU. And then what, what did he call that? that yeah, I, it's I Elseworlds. So DC Elseworlds, which is what the term they use in the comics for anything that's not in continuity. Right. And so 
it, it's beautiful that they're going to do that with movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're still going to get, you know, the Batman right. with Robert Patterson um, part two, but it's not, he's not Batman in the DCU. Right, right. There's no confusion when people go. They're not worried about who's actually Batman, what's Batman, you know. Um, This is going to be very clear that it's not in the regular continuity. And it's been, for for casual fans, it's been a little confusing who is Batman. With that one going on, with talk of uh, the return of, um, of, uh, oh my gosh, Keaton, Michael Keaton, and then you've got, of course, what's going, what was going on with the Justice League. So, I mean, there was just so much confusion on who was really going to be Batman. Right. But this leaves the creative writers and directors, and it's kind of, it brings that comic book world to movies because you can have different writers, different storylines with the same characters. Um, and still have it successful. Um, but if you're going to tell a cohesive story, you need to have a cohesive cast, crew, right. like plan ahead kind of thing. And I feel like in the past, the DCU has has not had that. Right. They have not had somebody at the head of, of the DC saying we need to like narrow this, and still have these side projects and that's okay, but we need to have like a cohesive and straightforward. This is the universe that we want to create. Right. So. No, I, I agree completely. Yeah. It's, it's a very positive thing. It, uh, and I like the fact that they're going to make sure that it's labeled that way for right. when it's coming out. And, and, you know, certain people may have to have that explained to them more than once in the future, but at least it's going to be out there. Like, yeah, that's not going to be, the Batman that's going to be happening with a Justice League movie or happening with whatever. Um, it's going to be, you know, that, that's just a little side project thing. So, right. Yeah. It's different stories. It's different. It's a different, it's, it's a different comic book series. Right. right. That they're, they're going into and it has a different feel like the Batman has more of a noir feel. Right. It has darker, grittier feel than, than I think, what they're going for with just based on the lineup that they shared. Right. Um, I also like the creature commandos, which was the first one he just talked about. Um, Before we talk about that, let's, let's mention the fact though, that uh, they do have the movies that are still coming up for them that um, they're, so they're not canceling everything out. They're letting those continue. um, So you've got the, um, the Flash, the Blue Beetle, and Aquaman, all, well, and Shazam. Shazam being the big one that's happening here in another month is you've got Shazam sequel, and then Flash, which is going to reset things. But it's interesting because does that mean Blue Beetle is in the new universe, and does Aquaman stay? Even so, right. I don't. Or are they? Or are they separate entities? Like it's telling a different story you know what i mean the options are there for them um but i i do like that going forward we're going to hopefully have the same actors playing these characters and with creature commandos yes 
he brings up a good point that you have you have your voice actors so they're going to try to hire actors who can then take these characters and portray them in live action if that is something that they're going to use going forward i like that idea i do too that was a great idea even marvel is not fully doing that they've done that a little bit but uh and you do have actors that sound a lot like the actors are in the movies but right. it, it's not quite the same sometimes. But no, that is a great idea. Now, I don't, I, I will admit, I am not the world's hugest DC fan. I like DC. I like Marvel a little better. I have no idea who the creature commandos are. I I've, I, I know a lot of references. Just when I thought he wasn't going to be able to surprise me with something. <laughs> what is this? Because it, it looks kind of cool. I mean, it's a monster group. I'm not sure who the guy with the the salt and pepper hair is, but he's not a monster that we can tell. But yeah, I mean, you got Frankenstein and Frankenstein's Bride, and I don't know who the rest are. But I'm like, all right, that's interesting. It, it it's a cool idea bringing in some monsters. Monsters are really popular right now. That's true, and I've always liked monsters. Bring in monsters. I'm good with that. Right. I'm gonna look up because I I know I knew that guy's name the the one with the salt and pepper hair the one that's not a monster the one's um all right and, and I'm like well it kind of looks like Doc Savage but it's not I don't think because he's more golden skinned I don't know anyway but yeah so creature commandos that's that's the first one that he mentions which is interesting because the first thing you're going to introduce in this full lineup after you're done with the movies that are already in process is going to be an animated series. Right. Interesting. I, I, you know, I think it's smart. Um, we talk about a lot of the times we talk about kids because we are kid friendly here at geeky cool. I think it's smart to bring it in. Um, monster high is really, it, they brought it back. They did a live action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, kids are really driving this. And I read an article, an interview, where James Gunn, um, was it James Gunn? I can't remember if it, yeah. Oh, it was both, Peter and James. James Gunn says they're taking the Diamond characters to prop up lesser known characters. Right. And Peter Saffron said, they want to build these lesser known characters into the diamond characters of the future. So what a that's a great way to do this because hopefully it gets kids wanting to see more and knowing and wanting to know more about them. And who knows who's gonna be that breakout diamond character for the right. next generation. That's true. That's and true. So I think I think an animated series is a smart call for the first little part of that. Looking a little bit about this Creature Commandos, it looks like originally it was a group of classic monsters that were assembled to fight Nazis, and they're going to bring it forward into the modern age, which will be interesting to see what they're fighting in the modern age. I mean, it's pretty easy to want to fight Nazis because they're universally considered bad by most people. I mean, any intelligent person. So, you know, you'd kind of want to fight them, but it's interesting that you're bringing it forward. And then of course they, they do 
Um, they are going to be open to bringing these characters into live action movies, which would be a really interesting way to go. I mean, that's just a fascinating idea that, and you're going to get someone to portray them looking like that. That'll be fascinating. I'm, I'm interested. So, I, by the way, I think that the gentleman with the uh, non monster gentleman is Lucius Hunter, or should be Lucius Hunter. Who's the there leader? you go. Okay, I've heard that name. I, I know. I'm not sure where I know him from exactly, but I know the name. Right. And so Lucius Hunter, Captain Hunter. Um, he, you know, he's a commander with the army, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that goes. If that if that's him, I'm that's who is the leader of the the modern era creature commandos. So well, there we go. That's good to know. I was like, I, I wanted to say something hunter, but like, cause, cause I always thought it was funny cause he's a creature hunter. <laughs> right. Right. Monster hunter. Monster hunter with monsters. Yeah. Yes. But I'm excited about this for my grandkids. Well, and you know, a good cartoon or a good animated series, I shouldn't call them cartoons, good animated series will be able to be there for children to watch and enjoy and want to get involved with, but also be done well enough that an adult can sit down and watch it. And right. it doesn't have to be mind numbing. It actually can be very, very good. So Yeah, Star Wars proved that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well let's go on the next one. I, I know he, he Walter, but let's listen to what he has to say. Let's go through a couple of them here and then we'll come back and, and react to it. We'll do this, yeah. All the episodes, something we're going to do that's a little bit different at DC is we're going to have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project up is Waller. This is a story of Amanda Waller played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker. And this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. Okay, next up is the big one, the true beginning of the DCU. This is called Superman Legacy. This is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. Okay, the next... Let's, let's stop there and react, react to these two because that last one is a big one. But yes. a little bit on Waller. We, we were talking about this before the show. Um, it's going to be... They're going to use some of the same characters and um, other things from the Peacemaker show, which was... Which we both agreed we liked. We we did. Not not for kids, but very funny, very good. Um, um I I was saying I'm not a huge John Cena as a person fan, but I find his comedy timing is is really good. Um is. I I truly liked Peacemaker a lot. Um and I was just when he announced this, I told and I told you this before the show. I feel like Waller is such a great background character. Right. That's where she's best is in the shadows. Right. Because she, you know, I personally don't want to get to know Amanda Waller too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, because, You're probably not going to like her. Right. Well, but if they're going to try to humanize her, I feel like that's going to diminish 
who she mm -hmm. is in the yeah. comic, who she is in the movies. I'm hoping they don't do that. Um, in Peacemaker, they did give her a niece that she actually cares about, and and her niece turns on her. If you haven't seen Peacemaker, sorry, spoiler. Um, spoilers. But it's a thing. <laughs> um, but I like Viola Davis as yeah, yeah. Waller. I she doesn't quite fit what I thought when they announced that she was going to play her. I was not happy with this. Right. Um, but she does play it really well. She, she's got the attitude for Waller now. She does. she does. But I was I'm just not sure her teaming up with Peacemaker. They they're calling it a spin-off. Right, right. Um so I'm not sure if it's going to continue the story that Peacemaker ended on or if it's going to be a totally different thing. And I I I'm not like if you watch Peacemaker, I don't know how these two are going to combine. Right, right. I just hope they don't try to humanize Amanda Waller because her whole persona is that she doesn't give a crap about anything. So it, it, the interesting thing I, I can see that they could do is make you think they're humanizing her and then yank it out at the end. Which I would be happy with. Right, right, because I can see that happening. The other thing that I'm hopeful in here, because we've not seen this in the movies, one of my favorite non-superhero comic books of the 80s was Checkmate, which that's where Amanda Waller really got her start, was right. in running this secret organization and these kind of, it's a spy sort of thing, and they've got these cool outfits with the little chess pieces and she's the black queen and so you know and the queen kind of rules in chess so checkmate she's kind of the ruler of it yeah without so the I, if you could bring in some aspect of checkmate with it i'm down with that because that's something I think I, would be cool. i'm with you but i don't think with because where she is in peacemaker i don't think that they can right well like, we'll see what they do you I'm know, hopeful. <laughs> make it at the end. Pull that in at the end that we've got a checkmate reference there, or something's happening with checkmate. That would just be awesome. So, anyway, I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. But I, I, this one is the one that I'm like, I just don't want them to humanize her too much right. because she's Agreed. good as someone you you love to hate her. Right. She is. I'm going to throw a Harry Potter reference out. She's Umbridge. Yeah. She, she's not the main bad guy, but she's the one that you hate the most. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, you know, and a lot of times she's doing good things, but she does it in a very bad way. The, yeah, the overall goal, and she kind of is the, the face of how government sometimes works. She, she is the heartless government agent. She yes. is. But I know with Peacemaker, they brought her, her niece in, and I really liked her niece. In yeah, Peacemaker. me too. Um, so that already humanized her a little bit more than I was comfortable with. Right. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But Viola Davis is amazing um, as an actress, and she has such a, a great range that... I'm excited to see where she can take this character. I just hope the writers keep it 
to a place where I'm comfortable and people, other people who love this character because we love to hate her are right. comfortable. I hope they keep that. I don't want them to make her an anti-hero. She's not, she's not a hero. She's not a villain. She is like you said, the government agent It's like she is. Right. So I want them to keep that. I don't want them to humanize her too much. I completely agree. So the next announcement was Superman Legacy yes. and getting a new Superman. In, Which I'm, in, I'm not happy about. <laughs> a lot of people are not, but I, love Henry yeah, right, I, I understand. I think Henry Cavill is an amazing actor. He's done great at everything I've seen him in. Um, I think I he think, had a couple more movies in him, and I kind of hope that they, they take and maybe make another Superman movie with him, not in this DCU. Like, I'm hoping. I'm hopeful, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I think yeah. that will be him. I think he ends up in Marvel. I, I think he's going to go there. Um, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of, it's not supposed to be an origin story. Yeah. It's really supposed to kind of deal with him and his Kryptonian heritage and how he kind of, becomes who he is but not really an origin story so and, and that's good we really don't need another origin story in the everyone last knows, one everyone knows how he became like like if there are certain characters that we can we can stop with the origin stories all right right you only need to tell it Batman. so many times in film right exactly um but i i do i read that it's it's gonna be it's not the origin story but it's very much about him balancing the right. two aspects of his who he is so so i feel like i if they do it right it's going to be very much a superman versus clark kent right in his head and that i would like to see yes. i would like to see that um and not just a, a brooding no i don't want him to be like i don't want him to be depressed and right. i don't which he was in in man of steel oh my gosh yeah, we don't talk about that one. We <laughs> <laughs> could swear that we're stupid because that movie was great in so many ways, but... No, I think that movie was great in so many ways. I think that they wrote... I think it was acted really well. I think they wrote Superman wrong. <laughs> yes. Well, um, I think they wrote Clark Kent wrong. I think they wrote Ma and Pa Kent wrong. I think oh, they wrote... Totally did. They... they they messed with them too much. Uh, uh, yeah, to the point where I'm like, that's not at all Ma and Pa Kent. You, right. Is this the one where he ends up in Russia? Because I'm that may be closer to this. I don't know. Anyway. But I, I'm very excited. Um, I want to see who they cast. Yeah, uh, that'll be looking, interesting. We're looking at two years out, July right. of 2025. Right. It, it is. It's the only one with a date that we've got so far. July eleventh, two thousand twenty-five. Now, of course, that date can be changed, but that's it's we on have, the agenda. We have, you know, we have another one that's going to be in twenty twenty-five as well, but it's not part of the DCU. Right. It's part of the else else. Right. Right. Well, we'll let him talk. About, doesn't he talk about that in here? I don't know if he does, but I read it somewhere. Right, so. right. But yes, the the Batman. Two is going to be out in 2025, 
going to be in Elseworlds. That'll be interesting, um, yeah. especially with what they're trying to do. But I, I like the fact that they are bringing in Elseworlds. That, that... Think about 2025. How often do we get a Superman and a Batman movie like that close together? That is like months apart. So DC, that's a big year for them. Right. It that's definitely is. Really big year. So two years out. Okay. But still a big year coming up for them. So I agree. Next thing is a big premiere HBO television series called Lanterns. This is a story of a couple of Green Lanterns, Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan, and we have a few other lanterns peppered in there, but this is really a terrestrial-based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct Earth. In it, they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. Next is a big movie called The Authority. The Authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters. We are now bringing into the DCU and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they wanna fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes we're doing a television series called Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is a story of Paradise Island, usually known as Themyscira, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's Batman. Well, we'll come back to that then. Um, we'll, we'll come, yeah, we'll, but yeah, let's let's unpack what's there because that that was kind of a, a three interesting ones there. I mean, they're big ones. I think in in a storytelling way, they could be really interesting. Yeah. Um, the Lanterns one is the one that I'm the least, not that I, I, I love my Green Lanterns, but um, the one that I'm the most concerned about is what I should say. Um, I'm not sure the whole when he said true detectives. Right, right. Um. And then he called Earth a precinct. And um, I'm just thinking to myself, is it going to be like a cop, buddy cop like show? Is it going to be, I mean, it's a series. I love Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Mm -hmm. They're great lanterns to choose. Um, them working together is going to be fun. I think it could be their personalities are, are very different they're, they're very different yes so i'm here's what i'm thinking like i'm literally thinking like lethal weapon like that's how different their personalities are no uh, yes I, I can definitely see that yeah that's, yeah you don't really have a comic person in there you know sometimes you get these buddy cop things you get kind of the humorous character thrown in there like, neither one of these characters are humorous no they're both very serious they're very serious um, <laughs> hal jordan's kind of uh an arrogant guy right a, a, a fly boy and then you know john stewart's very kind of serious and and it's this is the way we do but it, i could definitely see kind of a lethal weapon feel to that and um, and, and just because they're they're completely different and that's what i yeah, mean like right. weapon Danny Glover's yeah. character was very serious yeah. and Bill Gibson's was like, woo, but they Crazy. don't have, yeah. don't have that with these guys. They, but they do have like an 
arrogance and a dignity. Right. Most definitely. And so that could be very fun. Um, I love that he said that we're going to see other lanterns. Right. Which excites me. Um, but Bring us some Kilowog. Right. But I'm just like, I'm not sure how the playing it off like a true detective's my mind makes it way more serious, not serious, but way more based in reality than a Green right. Lantern should right. be. I'm not sure. I It could be beautifully done and it could be brilliant and it could be one of my favorite things um, because mm-hmm. I love detective shows and I love those like true crime, true story shows. And I love how that builds and and the cinematography of it. So it could be something... I really enjoy. In my mind, I just don't get it. I think they're just going to make it a noir and make it all black and white. <laughs> oh, that that would be beautiful. I actually, <laughs> I, I would. That, I the think, only color you see is green. Right. The rest of it's black and white. Schindler's List, little red dress. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I, I would not be unhappy with that. I think <laughs> just throwing this out there. Everyone who knows me knows I love movies. Um, I think we need more black and white movies. I agree. I, I and and people who are like, oh, kids won't watch it. Uh, my stepdaughter, who's eleven, today watched a black and white movie and enjoyed it for two hours. So mm-hmm. yeah, if basically Tyler introduced to it and yeah. everything. Yeah. It, yeah, we've got a new noir movie coming out later this year, but it's not shot in black and white. And I'm like, that's the only part that disappoints me. Right, because of that the cinematic aspect of it is right so i agree with you like if they shot lanterns in in a noir style i'd be down yeah that would be kind of cool i i don't still don't know how they're gonna do it wondering if guy garner will show up to kind of be some humor thrown in occasionally to with those two characters i feel like they have to and and anyone who doesn't know the green lantern except from the the ryan reynolds movie (laughs) don't don't. <laughs> no. No. Um, so I'm just excited to see Green Lantern and, and the Lanterns done right. 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 And Agreed. Wrong with Ryan Reynolds. He plays an amazing Deadpool. Um, mm-hmm. But that movie was terrible with him as Green Lantern. Well, he pokes fun at it all the time, too. Yeah. Terrible. He knows it was terrible. It was. Yeah. It, he didn't he, want it to be terrible, but it was. So it was. It was. And a lot of the times, I, I mean, just the effects that they used. And no, 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 no. Please, <laughs> please, please, James Gunn, do well, better. And, and his personality was not the typical Hal Jordan personality either. That was well, well, that really is what threw it off. That's what I'm saying is like he played he played Deadpool. He played Deadpool playing Hal yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Like, Where he could have been Kyle Rayner. He could have had he could have been a fine Kyle Rayner. Right. Uh, a but, Kai Gardner would have been he could have really hammed that up, but yeah. Anyway. But Al, hmm. um, so we, we've got Landers, then we've got the authority, which I know a little bit about the authority, but honestly I wasn't a big fan of their comics, but so I I like heroes like that are fallible. And right. you talked about this. This is why I have such a love of Spider-Man. 
Yeah, right. Um, but Spider-Man always tries to do his best to lessen collateral damage and, right. and, and stuff. But the authority are superheroes who will take it to the extreme. Like that's right. the whole point of them is um, they're superheroes who will take it to the extreme to get make the world a better place. They want the world to be a better place. But, but don't um, we already have a series like that on Amazon? Well, I guess the heroes don't really want to be make uh, it better. No, oh, no, no. Right. It, this one, they really do want to make they, it better. They just go to the extreme to get there. Yes. And I and they're not nearly as, uh, as you know, Amazon boyish. Uh, <laughs> but this one I'm I'm excited about Jenny Sparks. Oh yeah. Cause I find her character fun and I I just think that it's all of the characters that are part of the authority are characters that could be potentially like like James Gunn said new diamond characters right right um they all have the potential to do that so i'm hoping that one of them gets pushed into that like i hope that that that's the goal is to push one of these and my vote would be for jenny sparks um she she's just kind of a really cool character um i she's just kind of got attitude that i i like and so um (laughs) So th- th- this came out, what, in the 90s? Is that right? Yeah, I'm, let me see. What yeah, I, I think the Authority came out in the 90s uh, with Wildstorm, which was a, a, a third-party uh, comic company that was in, bought by DC. But, right. uh, I, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I That was probably about the time I stopped collecting for a while, so that may be part of it. But, 1999. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. thinking it was really late it was close to 2000 um yes it was it was uh stormwatch was the characters were created from stormwatch and then yeah so yeah yeah but it's it's such a cool idea um and they have such amazing characters that are that can be fun and i'm looking forward to seeing which ones they really, really focus on. Here's what I hope they don't do. Because we don't... The general public doesn't know these characters. Now, James Gunn is good at taking unknown characters in a group and making everybody love them. Right. We've seen him do that twice with Guardians and then also with the Suicide Squad. Right. which, Which is a lot of fun. So, you can do it right. What we don't want... Is to do another um, Eternals. Oh another what? Eternals. Eternals. That's exactly what I was looking for. Eternals. And we don't need another Eternals. Where we don't care about any of the characters so much. We have. We need to. We need to build these characters up. Take your time with it a little bit. Um, I understand you can't fully take all the time in the world, but take your time and let us care about the characters more than the story to start with because i think that's what eternals did it was just like plot 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 no character development and at the end of the movie we didn't care i mean we cared right. a little 
but about a couple of them, but not enough to care who lived and died. Right, right. I mean, I cared a couple of them to live or die. Like I said, there's a couple of them that they threw in a little bit of layers, but right, they did for right. the for the cast being such an ensemble cast and really great yeah. actors. Yeah, they didn't utilize them in in yeah. a way that made you care. Um, and, and I agree with that. That that's that's a very true statement with that. And but that that's my fear of something like this is that if you're not careful, you can end up with that. If you made this into a series instead of movie, then you could let your characters grow a bit more. But uh, okay, James Gunn, I'm going to trust you. You did it with Guardians. You did it with uh, Suicide Squad. Okay, yeah. do it and make me care about these characters that I really don't know much about. I just know. There's a couple of them that I know a little bit, but overall, I don't really know them. So, and that's the thing, like you really, and, you need. And to I'm a geeky guy. I I know my comics, but I don't really know the authority very much. So they they have some really good characters in the authority. I I think that it's always been a missed opportunity because it's never gotten its fair push and it's probably because right. it wasn't originally a dc uh right. property right right and um was it, it, what was it, the other hero group from Wildstorm? the uh wildcats was that what it was yes was it the wildcats i, I kind of like the wildcats i remember that that i always thought they were kind of a fun group but i don't know right. and it, we it'll have, be interesting to see what they do yeah because this was Stormwatch. this was basically right basically characters from Stormwatch and and all of that. Uh, yes, the Wildcats. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see if they bring those in the future. And, you know, DC also owns the property for the Milestone characters, which is something I know Keith has been really hoping that they were going to do. Understandably, because there's some great characters over there. Um, not not just uh, um, oh, oh gosh, not forgetting his name now. The one with electricity that Cartoon was about. Um Oh, oh, oh. He's a, he's a cool character, but I can't oh, remember. The, Why can't we remember this? I don't know. Anyway, but, but, but anyway. With this, that's my hope with this, is because this is a, this was not a property. Right. It was purchased. And I think that I would love to see a lot of these uh, things that were purchased and, and acquired by DC they could use a lot of these. Uh... Oh, Danny. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I saw that too. Um, Warren Ellis is a great writer. So yeah, that, that's pretty awesome to know. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that they, that this can be that push. And especially when, when James Gunn and Peter both said that they want to take lesser known characters and right. you, diamond characters to prop them up right, I'm right. this is like the start of something with this and i'm i'm i would like to see that i would like to see these like more independent third party non-traditional characters which sometimes are so amazing get some more props especially dc bought them for a reason use them <laughs> Put them in the universe. Do, do they really know why they bought them? I don't know. Stopping competition, maybe. I don't know. Yes. But, but they have them now. So so don't let them just sit there. Like, I, I, I agree. Use them. 
if the suicide squad squad taught us anything was that you could pick the most random character and you can like put them in something and they could like kind of steal a couple scenes right and make it to where you care about them i really cared about polka dot man right who knew who knew you would care about polka dot man like right exactly so i think that going forward dc has a unique opportunity that I don't think Marvel currently has because Marvel has already used some of their lesser knowns and now they're mainstream. There's plenty more left for them. There are, but I don't, looking at Marvel's plan, I don't see them doing that a lot. Unless they're going to bring them in to some of the shows. So it's possible. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. And we've already got an echo show who is very much a character that was a lesser known character getting her own series. So anyway, I'm not defending Marvel. We'll, we'll figure out what's going to happen there. Now, the (laughs) next thing he didn't show a picture of, or maybe he did. I I think he did. There we go. All right. Um, Paradise lost. Yes. It's an interesting, interesting idea. I, I, so I'm guessing it takes place after Wonder Woman leaves the Island, but I don't know. No, it does not. It's a prequel? It's it's a prequel to the Wonder Woman film. Okay. Um, and so it's going to be, I don't even think, the way that I read it, I don't think Wonder Woman is a part of it. Right, right. I mean, because so, she wasn't originally there. She was actually the created. only child born on the island or created from clay on the island right. or whatever right. it was. So... <laughs> Depending on which what you're looking at, what your source is, it depends on how she was there. But right, right. From what I read, it's it's you know a series HBO Max. It's Game of Thrones style, um, and it's before it's a prequel to the Wonder Woman films. Well, and that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I'm trying to figure out your power hierarchy and everything else. I okay. I, I'm I'm in for that. That sounds interesting. It's the Amazon, so. Yeah, be a lot like I don't know if they're gonna have men. I wouldn't think so, unless they're gods. Unless they're gods, and and I'm thinking if you could bring in the gods because they were the creators of this and Paradise Lost. The the title of it to me um, plays into that um, storyline of how they separated from the gods. Right. Right. Wonder Woman talks about that, that the gods used to come visit the Amazons and the gods were, right. and now they're not. So right. in my mind, Paradise Lost means that disconnection between the Amazons and the gods. And it plays out in a very political, um, deadly way. And, and I kind of am all for this whole Game of Thrones Amazon thing. Yeah, it actually fits. It's it's interesting. We'll see how f- close or how far they take it being a DC universe thing. Right. To, I mean, because the Amazons are very aggressive and there could be a lot of blood and guts and everything else. It, it'll be interesting. I mean, we know that, uh, that, that um, oh, well, look at that. There you go. So I'm also excited about the setting. Yeah. This is such a beautiful setting that if they do this right, cinematically, it could be stunning. Agreed. Agreed. Um, 
I just, I found that picture and I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's just like. That, that's a great picture. I had not seen that. Yeah. So, so but no, I, I'm, yeah, we'll, we'll see where they go with it. Um, but it'll be fascinating to see it, how far they push that into the R or TVMA rating with that. Right. And, and uh, how they, how they do that entry. It'll be fascinating. And All right. Well, that's the other thing with DC. Um, being with HBO Max, um, it's a little easier for them to go that route than it is for Marvel and and Disney. Well, even though Disney is looking at, I know, but doing still, that, but yeah, I. <laughs> and, and honestly, mostly for my superhero stuff, I don't need it past PG thirteen level. Right. I don't. That's fine. There, there may be things associated. Deadpool needs to be R. That's for sure. Deadpool but, needs to be R. The boys, but, but, the boys, you couldn't do the boys. Well, no, no, no. You didn't. No, you could not. Um, um, I'm hoping they don't go as far as the boys with right. it. I don't think it needs to go that far. But if they go as far as like Game of Thrones kind of thing. Nothing um, needs to go as far as the boys. No. <laughs> I love the boys, but yeah, no, it's not. It's not a. It, it, I cringe sometimes. I, know. To, like, oh, I did too. There were parts of that where I was just like, mm, gotta take a deep breath and just like. Mm, mm. Well, I, I, I hid my eyes like three times, like this last season of it. And yeah, yeah. I don't, want, I don't want Wonder Woman's universe, Wonder Woman's home, to be that bloody and gory. Right. Right. But it, it, if it's like, happening centuries before she's born, yeah. we'll use that term, before she comes around, then, you know, that could yeah. be where she, they came from. I don't know. Right. And But I do think that the Amazons, the history of the Amazons, mythologically speaking, yeah. could be such a fun thing. And, and I hope they bring some of the gods in. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I mean, that, it, you know, it, it would just be fun to have even Athena and, and Aphrodite and other people just show up, just whatever. You'd be like, that's kind of cool. These Ares was always about yeah. the Amazons. I mean, yeah. he's God True. of war. And well, yeah, yeah. Fine. He could be fine. And Zeus, you know, is the God of gods. So. Yeah. And, and he likes his women and there's a whole island of women. Right. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that I feel like you're going to have to bring men in in some way if, um, if we end up having steve trevor in this i'm gonna scream oh no, no. <laughs> no. and that's what it's the prequel to them and so i'm right. like and i'm not even upset because i like i love wonder woman you know that right but right the Amazons have always intrigued me i mean i love xena warrior yeah. Prince, and yeah. in my head i'm like she wasn't an Amazon, but she was an Amazon, you know, in my head growing. Very Amazon-esque. Yes. Right. That's what I thought an Amazon should be when I was right, growing right. up. I'm like, yeah. yes, please. Um, so all I can say is Callisto from, from that series. Oh my uh, gosh. She was a great villain. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. And so I'm 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 hoping now Xena was a little cheesy. And, mm -hmm. and everything, but that whole like idea of like the god messing with the people, right. I would love to see that in this. Right. Well, in it was done in the '90s. So Xena Hercules were done in the '90s. It was on cable TV, but it was syndicated, and it wasn't something you could do to this level that you can do now. No, no. So, um, 
was still good if you if you watch it they're still good stories oh yeah yeah i love watching them but i'm hoping that they do that but in a modern you know nowadays right where where you can be a little more hardcore and not as slapstick yeah it got like especially the later seasons of xena and hercules got a little bit like Really cheesy. I hated somewhat cheesy, but yeah, it, it did. That's where they brought him into the real world and like the modern world. I'm like, what was that about? I don't want them in the modern world. Like, I know. Like those didn't. I didn't understand it. But if you kept it back in <laughs> the right time frame, the costumes on this, I'm super excited about. Because um, you love your costumes. I do. And, and, I, you know. I love the idea and. The, just the idea of the cosplays that can come out of this this show, I'm 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 there for that. All I can say is is the the typical idea of, of Greek clothed women running around. Uh, it, it, pretty much every teenage boy is going to be watching this. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, and maybe some of us that aren't so much teenagers anymore. Um, <laughs> okay, so so definitely something we are both excited about is this. So yeah. this one has us both excited and it'll be interesting to see kind of how they're going to pull this off. That'll be fun. Right. So, all right. So then let, let's, uh, back, back. To James Gunn. back to James Gunn here. Oh, 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 that. There's that one. Who's okay. always saying that? I'm geeky cool, but back to you, James Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> Use Batman is the brave and the bold. The brave and the bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next up is a TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics' really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And so we're gonna turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents. Where Supergirl in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swan. So before we do Swamp Thing, let, let's go back and unpack these because th- there's there's quite a... These, yeah, but in between these also, um, in between the rotation of these is going to be the Batman part two. Right, right. Somewhere in, in this is going to be that. So um, I wanted to talk about that for a second. Um, we talked about it a little bit, the fact that you know, these else worlds are coming in. I'm super excited about this one. It's also going to be like, uh, Matt Reeves says it's more, it's like a noir style still, more gritty. Um, and I, I liked the first one. Yeah. I know a lot of people didn't um, think it was Batman-like, but I liked mm-hmm. that it wasn't Batman-like. Um, so super excited about that. And I just wanted to touch base with that because he didn't mention it because it's not part of the DCU. It's right. part of DCU 
Elseworlds. Right, and he does mention that's going to happen, but yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, but but along with that, I, it will be interesting to see kind of how they play their characters and who they're going to use as the main villain. It, I know your husband loved what they did with the Riddler. The, the mask, really, or the thing. No, was, no, I, yeah, he, he, was, he loved what he, they did with it, but his look was very cumbersome. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I had a hard time getting past it. Um, the the in fight just seemed to drag on in that movie, but otherwise, I mean, it was a fun movie. So yeah, put a sequel out there. It did really well in the box office. Yeah, but it was a very psychological movie. And, very psychological movie, which I don't. I like a detective Batman, to be honest with you. Yeah, and and that's kind of the whole thing. Like I always say, Batman's not a superhero. He's a rich guy who is great at martial arts and being a detective and i really wanted them to do a show where batman is a detective and this this one was the closest and i feel like part two has the potential to really bring that to fruition to where it's the world's greatest detective that's what batman's supposed to be that's who he's supposed to be that was his whole identity is the world's greatest detective so being the world's greatest martial artist so so let's bring him back to that danny i I agree yes danny i agree with that like i let's not tell origin stories anymore i i'm so sick of origin stories unless it's a character that we don't know anything about we don't need a Batman origin story. We don't need a Spider-Man origin story. We don't need Superman origin stories. We know them. And if you don't know them, you can easily find them. Oh, I agree with you 100%. So, I, I agree with that also. You know, Especially the, the characters we've had so many origin stories on. We definitely don't need those. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, oh, what did I do there? That's interesting. What, what did you do? I don't know. <laughs> I'm moving stuff around. I'm doing whatever. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah. The big three. No more. Let's stop with the origin stories. Seriously. I, I agree. I agree with you, Danny, 100%. Professor and I were talking about this earlier. So we are like, uh, no more origin stories for, no, for what we know. No, not needed at this point. I mean, go back and watch. Uh, several different movies with the origin of Batman, with the origin of Spider-Man, with the origin of Superman. We're, we're all good. Um, yeah. yeah. Unless you're wanting to tell it from a different kind of Elseworlds perspective, then, you know, like if you want to do the the um, the Russian Superman one and tell that story, that, that would be interesting. But anyway, but yes. So, Bat- you're so not- the Brave and the Bold, which typically means batman with somebody else it's going to be with robin so well and you're not excited about this though i well i (laughs) the robin that i despise is this robin so i'm not a fan of damian wayne i i was not unhappy when they killed him and then i'm like we brought him back why did you bring him back and you know like well his grandfather does have a Lazarus pit, so I guess right. that makes sense. But yeah. I, I, uh, I know okay. you don't like him, and we had this whole discussion, you guys, before we went on air, um, on the fact that I actually like Damian Wayne. I think that a lot of the times the Robins 
pull Batman back from the edge. And um, this is a consequence of Batman's life. He has a son. Any of us who are parents understand this concept. <laughs> when you have a child, your life changes. Now, he doesn't know his son for a really long time. But when he comes into that, he now has to... <laughs> He now has to be the one who pulls somebody else back. So Bruce Wayne, Batman, now has to have some accountability. I, I think that's the whole point of Damian Wayne. That's all how I always thought about it was like Damian Wayne is the worst parts of Batman. Like the darkest parts of Batman. Plus... Look who his mom is. Look who his grandpa is. And he is the worst parts of them. But he still has glimpses of these, these good things. But Batman is trying to pull them out. And it's a very difficult thing. And as a parent, I feel like a lot of the times our kids are so similar to us that we see the paths that they're taking that are dangerous and we, we want to stop them. And that's why I like Damian Wayne's story with Batman. Um, he's not my favorite Robin. Like he's not. Um, but I, in my mind, that's why I like that story is because Batman has to finally take some responsibility and accountability for some of the things that he's done in a way that's not a brooding, I can, I have to focus on myself. I'm like, you know, like he has a whole other person because all the other Robins kind of help take care of him. Hmm. This one doesn't give a bleep. <laughs> I bleeped myself. Let's he see, doesn't. There you go. So, so yeah. So, I don't like Damien because he is that extreme. I like having Batman tethered to somebody that gives him the humanity that he needs. And he's yeah. trying to dig into himself to pull off this bratty kid who is just, I mean, it's like every bully I knew in grade school wrapped into one oh. arrogant SOB that I just want to yeah. punch every time I read the story. Yes. I, I don't like him personally. And, and so, no, Danny, I do not like Danny. Now, people can like Danny, and I don't get upset when people talk about Danny. And, and everybody's got their favorites. Give me a, a good Dick Grayson any day or a good Tim Drake any day, and, and I'm okay with that. But I, I don't really care for He's Danny. not not my favorite, but I do think that the aspect of Batman being a father hmm. and a father and son aspect of you literally as a parent your worst fear is that your child would get every bad quality of you and none of the good mm -hmm. like when you have a kid and this tells that story so, so you know, you're going to take this child that has been raised by assassins right you're going to take him under your wing and know that he is further off crazy than you are. And then you're going to say, you know what? I'm going to dress you up as a Robin and let you go out there and fight crime. Even but though I know you're just going to kill people. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the part that I'm like, that's what I like about it. Because 
Batman is the greatest detective in the world. He, but he fights so many demons. He can't see that his son is fighting the same demons, even more demons. And he doesn't, he doesn't have Damian Wayne is in my opinion, like Batman has never been accountable. He's not an accountable kind of superhero. He's a playboy, can do what he wants. He's rich. He'll pay like he's really not accountable for anything. And I feel like Damian Wayne brings in some accountability for some of the choices Batman does. Batman should have seen that his son probably needed a shrink and not a Robin costume. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that part. I, you know, have... Batman does take into account all the people around him. So he's oh, got a plan to take down everybody in the whole yeah. Justice League and everybody else and knows how to do things. So not he, life. I understand. He's I'm just saying. Well, because he's always right. You know, that's the thing. The thing. And Damien, so we've talked about like Spider-Man being my, my favorite because of how fallible he is. Right. Damian Wayne was when is the only aspect of Batman that I think that writers have made him fallible about. He should never have put this boy in a Robin costume. No, never. He should <laughs> never. Like, and that's the thing. That's this is the only time that ba Batman has been fallible. Well, you know, he did kind of put a young man in a costume and then end up getting him killed by the Joker and yeah. stuff before this, so... But did he take accountability for that? Well, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. He, he he did go on a tear and start, to, you know, acting like Damian Wayne when... Anyway, anyway so that, that's enough about that. It, it'll be interesting to see. I am not anti-going to see this. Right. I I am sure I will be there opening day to see this, but if we're going to introduce Robin, can't we introduce the original Robin at least a little bit, and, and then you know, fine, introduce him as an older Robin, and then have him transition out to be Nightwing. I would love that. Make a Nightwing thing spinoff. I would love to make the Damian. Ugh. I would love to see a Nightwing. Yeah. Like Nightwing is like but, amazing. But the first Robin we get here is Damien. We don't get the other Robins. Yeah, I want to know where this, how this is going to fit into that first chapter. Like, right, right. The, the other things I've kind of in my head can picture where they're going with it, but I don't know. I don't know, it, except he did say the Bat family. So, right. I agree with you, Danny. And so I'm hopeful maybe we get a real Batgirl at some point. So maybe that's like the whole aspect of the Bat family. Like, If you would have said this is with Batgirl, I would have been fine. I think they need to make... I think they need to break Batman down. <laughs> well, all right. Well, this might do it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I mean, Damien did break Batman down a little. <laughs> right. Well, that's true. That is true. 
All right. So let's go on to the next one because the next one is an odd choice, right? Wait, both of us said that. At the, at yeah, the, yeah, it, it's there. an odd choice. Like, Booster Gold. Booster Gold is like popular. Yeah, I mean, and popular is good because you want to sell stuff. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it, I, this one's going to be a, a, a series, so it could you could very easily bring in other characters to go along with it um, that, that'll kind of add to that. Really doesn't seem to be a... He, he's a great kind of behind... Not behind the scenes, but kind of a side character for, for jokes and stuff, but as a main character, I, I don't know. Here's the thing, because he's had several kind of um, storylines mm -hmm. in the comics that could push a story forward a lot. Right. Uh, the fact that he's a time traveler. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're getting a reset with the Flash. Right. Like James Gunn said that. So he's a time traveler. I feel like he's going to use the aspect of him as being like this really cheesy, I'm going to brand myself as, as a superhero and make money. And like, I feel like that's when he said he's a loser from the future who could come back, right. which is true. He uses tech to come back to the day and then pretend mm -hmm. to be a superhero. Right. But in a couple of the storylines that he's been a part of, you know, they, they've mentioned he is, you know, the, from the chosen one, like he's from the chosen line. Um, in the millennial event, that whole thing, like the time masters with him, they could do so many things with him. I just don't know if I just don't know where he's going to fit. I love him with the blue and the gold. We talked about that. Um, the Blue Beetle, but this is not going to be the same Blue Beetle that was in the movie that they that's coming out soon. Right. Not the character that he teams up with. So right, right. And unless you're going to bring him in with the Blue Beetle movie and do something there, I, I just it, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know, but it'll we'll have to see what other people are cast as in this series because I think that will that'll help determine kind of where things are going to go. And well, we better get a really cool skeets if we're going to have this movie or the show. Right. Um, and, you know, the fact that he's, he has a father-son storyline, too, because his right. son is Hunter. Um, right, right. So he he has that storyline. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's, like, these, I'm trying to figure out where they piece together, but I can't. <laughs> Who's the one that threw me so much? That when, when James Gunn said, they were going to do this one. It threw me so much more right, than right. other ones. Right. The other ones in my mind, I'm like, okay, I can see where that could go. Okay, I can see so, where that could go. So my uh, if we have whoever's playing Batman, the, the new Batman role, have right. him show up in this series and just punch Booster Gold in the face, I think that's a success. So. <laughs> well, you know, Booster Gold fought Superman. Right. I mean... Well, I've just... Thoughts, you know, it's true. Yeah, the, the technology—it's it, interesting. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, it, when I did see that, I thought to myself, Justice League International, anybody? Because that that could be fun. 
Right. And but I do like the aspect that they're bringing time travel in and not not time travel in the Wonder Woman bad sequel time travel. <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> but Booster Gold is going to come back from the future and end up in Steve Trevor's body. Oh, please don't do that to me. I can't. I can't. I can't. But he's going to come up from the dead grave. He's going to incorporate it. Fly it back to the present time. Oh, my gosh. That, I, I can't, Professor. I seriously, seriously, I can't. So, but, like, the big, the big fall. Have, have, like, I love this. And I found this picture and I did this because introducing the greatest hero you've never heard of. Right. And I'm, I'm like, is that their plan? <laughs> like, right. Like the greatest hero you've never heard of. He's so cheesy too. Like he's what you think somebody who's pretending to be a superhero would act like. He's very corporate, right? No, it's very much like, I am going to brand myself by my merchandise. Right, exactly. It's 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 wonderfully weird. I will give <laughs> that. I just don't know where it's going to fit in. So by the way, guys, I take notes, right? So I don't know where it's going to fit in with with this. We really didn't know where Peacemaker was going to fit in either, right? Or how that was going to be done. So but, he at least had he had a storyline before his this is true. So hopefully they bring him in something before the series because I don't know where it fits. Maybe he's gonna show up at the end of Flash. I mean show up randomly through all these movies, show up in the Brave and the Bold, ask oh, to team up with Batman. No. If you just had him show up, that's actually a brilliant idea. If you just had him, like, Stan Lee cameo in uh-huh. every single one, learning... And, and like, posing people behind. Right. Like, learning how to be a superhero, and then you give him his own show, then I will be like, okay, makes sense. That's actually... That would not be a bad idea. Because he's got to do some recog right he's got to like learn how they do stuff literally have him show up with like all kinds of stuff and just be in the background like crowds looking at watching superman do stuff watching batman do stuff and then he has his own show i i would get that one right right. just the lineup i don't know where it comes in so so here's my hope for these new movies Uh, um, you know as marvel did with stanley showing up everywhere I would love, love, love if James Gunn just also started putting Ambush Bug in. He's like my favorite character, that, especially the stupid, crazy character. Just put Ambush Bug in. In fact, Ambush Bug and Booster Gold, that might be worth watching right there. I'm going to watch this because... You want to see where it's going. I want to see, and that's the thing. I feel like I feel like James Gunn, his list goes, you know, you go creature commandos. I have no idea where that's going, but right. it sounds like it's a fun thing. Okay. Right. Waller. Kind of hope I know where that's going. Please don't make her humane. Superman. It's Superman. Okay. 
lanterns. It's the lanterns. Um, I'm not right. sure about the whole true crime thing. Right, right. Um, authorities. Okay, so you're doing something. Authorities, for people who don't know, it's it's very much Suicide Squad, but with heroes instead of villains. And they just kind of do what needs to be done to get the job done. Um, and then they bring Damian Wayne in. And I'm thinking in my head, so it's a, ushering in a new DC where the heroes do things that the old heroes wouldn't do. Because you have the authority and you have Damian Wayne. Right. But then you bring in him. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Because he's coming up for all. He wants to be it that. It doesn't have to be a dark universe for everybody. No, no, no. But he wants to be that golden boy. Right. No, he does. Right. Like, hi, I'm a hero. Like, it's very, it's, it's, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where that one goes. Yep. Yep. It, it, it will be interesting. And, and we your favorite, the one that you're looking forward uh, to. The one I am most looking forward to. Yes. Okay, Booster, be down here. All right, there we go. So, so in the DC universe for a very long time, Supergirl has actually been my favorite character, right? As far as DC goes, because she was never she had all these powers, but was never quite secure with them like Superman, and she also had to look in his shadow. So, I've always found that interesting how different writers would write her. Some writers did a much better job than others, but she's always been probably my favorite character. Plus, I like female characters. So, and she's just been, I just always thought she was cool. Um, right. Especially preferred her as Linda Danvers, Supergirl, not Kara Danvers, but that's fine. Um, but this and this storyline with the Women of Tomorrow is a really cool storyline. So the right. fact that they're going to adapt it into the series, I'm super excited about this. Well, it brings an edge to Supergirl. It does. It brings definitely brings an edge to Supergirl. Right. Um, and I like that they talk about in Superman Legacy, it's not an origin story. It's about Superman balancing humanity versus Kryptonian, right? Right, right. Um, and then they bring her in with this storyline, which is very Kryptonian because yeah. she's for 14 years. She, she, she was not raised by a loving human family. Right. Right. Um, now in the comics, she did end up in an adopted right. human family that was loving eventually. Yes. But, yes. but for yeah, 14 years. Right. Right. Well, and then on those 14 years, seeing everybody, you know, die. Yeah. Yeah. The darkness and the um, psychological damage that yeah. she comes to Earth with right. puts her in such a different perspective mm -hmm. than Clark Kent Superman. Right, exactly. Um, he knows that Krypton is not there. He knows that people died, but he didn't see it. Right, he doesn't right. remember the damage that was done. Right. So he doesn't have that darkness, that that sadness, that grief dri driving him. Mm -hmm. um, I think considering the way they're talking about Superman legacy, and then they're bringing this one in, I think that 
the potential for those two like working together and and becoming family right. could be a very interesting story oh yeah and, and could end up with a, a pretty interesting battle at certain points yeah so and, yeah and it's a physical battle emotionally well, with most definitely yeah themselves she's like i hope that they bring her in and if they bring superman into it um into her story i'm hoping that she she's angry with him i'm hoping right. he's she's sad and she you know is more of an emotional character right uh, and considering that in superman legacy they're talking about him you know going against and trying to figure out the balance i feel like she could bring in a lot of things that superman has never had to deal with right i agree oh i'm looking forward to it plus supergirl's cool i agree i agree supergirl is cool batgirl's yeah. cool supergirl's cool i agree yeah girls are cool i will say this i like dc girls i'm with you yeah we we need to bring peter cook in that, that because you know his role in the original supergirl movie that would be fine <laughs> oh goodness um you it, <laughs> but no i'm super excited about this they're pun not intended but definitely there um yeah. Yeah, Supergirl. This one has me excited. Then he's getting ready to talk about one that you're excited about here. And so we'll get it to where... Okay, here we go. We'll let him talk here. Okay. Jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Thing, the last thing we're going to talk about. A very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. Anyway, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique and something special storytelling is always king that's all that matters to us and i want to be true to those stories i want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before anyway thank you everybody i appreciate you watching i hope this was exciting for you because it's really exciting for me and i can't wait to start to dive into these stories with you guys on this grand adventure thank you so much all right so i, I do have to say i really i've always liked james gunn but uh, the fact that he comes at it basically from a fan's perspective and is excited as as a geek and a fan, that, that makes me even more excited about it. I love that he says storytelling is the most important thing. I agree. Like, I think that if comics have such great stories, and a lot of the times when they're translated into movies and television, they fall short of those stories. Right. And hoping that he does that and danny i agree with you swap thing it's about time seriously um this is one of those ones when we talk about no more origin stories i want his origin story yeah right um you don't know enough he's not been done 
enough and what has been done with him has not been successful um i love a good cheesy movie um but i want to see it done the right way and i love that james gunn said a horror movie um because sometimes these characters especially someone like swap thing should not be comedy they should not be light-hearted he is not a light-hearted character right um, right and i love that this closes out the first part of the first chapter it's not the whole first chapter but it's what they've given us so far and it's swamp thing right um, I just, I, I'm so, you know this, you know that I love Swamp Thing. Um, I'm so excited that finally we might get like a good Swamp Thing. <laughs> I just, it's like, mm, I just want it. I just want it so bad. Well, and one thing that, you know, the Marvel movies have taught us, and especially early on, I know certain people think they've kind of lost their ways and, and you know, so they've had some misses, but one thing they taught us is you don't have to do a superhero movie as just as a superhero movie. You can have the superhero cop buddy movie. You can have the superhero um, dad daughter movie. You can have these uh, a group of misfit movie. So making a horror movie, making a superhero based or, a horror movie in a superhero world. This is actually a really cool thing. So right, and Swamp, like he's he's just the perfect vehicle for this. Um, to take the DCU in a darker place, but still be true to the source material. Right, right. Um, like we've talked about the Batman and how people were like, Oh, it's not really the source. Right. material. It actually is the source material from the storylines that they're, they're, that they drew from. However, the way it was portrayed was grittier and darker and, and, you know, than most people are expecting from Batman. Right. I feel like if you are a fan of Swamp Thing, you're going into this knowing that it's going to be dark. Right. And it, it's going to be horror and it's going to be, you know, he's not your lighthearted anything. Like it's going right. to be, it should be emotionally driven horror and um, like heart pounding kind of thing. And I'm hoping that that's what they bring because that's what his comics have brought. Right. right. Um, and Thank goodness somebody at DC is is thinking of not just one type of movie. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's kind of it, Marvel did it with like you had your serious movies. You like you have your serious like heroes. Right. Tony Stark's always going to be a serious type of hero. But then you have your Guardians of the Galaxy. They're right. your comic. Yeah. Um, DC has never found that balance, I don't think, um, <laughs> when it comes to things. Or if they do, it's it's so discombobulated that you can't you can't bring it together. And I feel like 
this lineup gives us a little bit of everything from the way it looks. It, definitely a lot of variety. Yeah. And what fun. Like, I'm not a huge DC fan. James Gunn, turn me into a DC fan. Please, I want to be a DC fan. Right, right. I'm not a... I don't hate DC, so don't think that. Um, but I just... I feel like DC has such great source material that doesn't get translated as well. And some have amazing shows, but they don't ever go anywhere after that. Um, or then they start falling short. And I feel like a lot of DC fans, like the actual DC fans, my husband's a huge DC fan. Um, and I know that he himself is like, sometimes disappointed in what DC does. He loved the Batman because it was something new and something right, different. Right. And um, I'm just hoping with this lineup, we have a little bit of, you know, we have something that could be creature commandos. That's probably going to be funny. Right. It's creature commandos. Plus the artwork looks like, you know, it looks like it's lighthearted. It looks like it's it's got comedy in it. Right. Um, we have Waller, which can be totally a very serious, and it should be a very serious. Psychological. should be psychological. Yeah. It's like story-driven, psychological. Don't mess with, like, bringing. But you're going to have Peacemaker characters in there. So I don't know where that's going to come. But right. her story should be very straightforward. Um, Superman, I want to be psychological. I want him to be battling his own without, right. without losing who Superman is. So, I mean, so many, the one I'm still saying booster gold is the one that I'm like, I have no idea where it's going. Oh, it's going to be comedy because it has to be a booster gold, but it has to be, but but how far are they going to take it in the comedy realm? Yeah, that's a good, You know what really threw us off is if they make it a dark psychological Mr. Gold. <laughs> what are we watching here? I mean, I don't know, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they're bringing in the gold. So I'm hoping like further down in the rest of chapter one or chapter two even that we get a blue and a gold. There you go. It could happen. They're so much fun together. Blue Beetle and him are so much fun together. The, yeah. Not, not the, the, the Blue Beetle we're getting, though. So, no, which would be interesting. So, it's like, mm, I don't know where that's going to come in. Yeah. It, it'll be. We'll see. That, that's the great part about this is we can be excited about what's coming up and not know where things are going yet. But the, the yeah. idea that, that uh, these guys actually have a plan. Yes. And aren't just uh, throwing stuff out there without a plan. They've actually know what they're wanting to do and they're kind of in charge. So it's going to be kind of hard to have Warner Brothers just fire everybody. So it'd be great. Well, and I love that I read an article that said that they they have like a whole team of writers that right. they brought in to plan this out. And it's very much like they plan for Marvel. Like, mm hmm they planned. And that's the thing. If you want to create an actual universe, you need some plans. Right. 
you can't just throw things out and hope they stick, which I feel is like what DC has done in the past. Some have stuck and some have flopped. And the problem is none of them have had a cohesive theme. And I love that he said that it's gods and monsters. Right, right. Like that means that there's an in game to chapter one. That right. means there's something's going to happen that strings these things together. We might not see it right away, but it's being strung together in the minds of the writers. Right, right. And I love that he talks about storytelling, and that's literally why we go see movies. Right. That's why we read comic books. That's why we read read books is because we want stories told to us it is a great thing that we as humans want to escape our world and escape our reality and a good storyteller can do that preach it it, girl (laughs) sometimes i get on this little thing it's called soapbox it's okay it's okay no that's a great soapbox there so (laughs) All right. Well, I think uh, I think we broke that down pretty well. So I'm I'm very pleased with us there. Guess what, guys? This was our first breakdown video. It it really was our first reaction and breakdown. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you, you know those reaction videos? They get a lot of a lot of watches. So we just start doing reactions to different things. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't believe they're doing that. Because for whatever reason, they're very popular on YouTube. I've watched many of them. And, I, and, my husband watches them all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't watch them constantly, but I, I always... I don't have things to... I find interesting with reactions, so... Listen, I know it sounds terrible, but I don't watch YouTube very much because I don't have time. No, no. Well, you're a busy gal. Yep. I, I write stories. <laughs> well, that's, that's an important thing to do. <laughs> the news oh that's so funny oh my gosh well professor this has been a lot of fun it has been i i really enjoyed this aj i'm glad we glad we went down this path um next week we didn't know what we were gonna do until like a few hours ago well and this dropped just in the nick of time because i had a couple of backup ideas but uh but yeah this this worked out really well so next week our ospod gal is going to be on with us that's the plan, weather permitting. And the reason weather permitting, so people that don't know, is they, they have an area that they like to shoot. And the weather in Missouri right now, the roads are nasty. Yeah, we had um, a bunch of ice hit and not not snow. I'm talking like sleet. And we here at my house have like two and a half inches of mm-hmm. ice. And so the roads aren't really great. We do not want people out unless they have to be out. Right. Um, we appreciate the first responders and all of those people who are out to protect us. But if you don't have to be out, don't. And the Ozpod gals, they do not live in the same place and they want to film in their in their studio location. And we do not blame them for not wanting to get out in the ice. Plus, they've got that live studio audience. It's always a great thing. Always great. <laughs> I would hate that, by the way. You'd hate a live studio audience? Gosh, no, oh. no, 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 no. I can see that you would shrink away, and I'd be like, audience, bring it on. 
The only place that I do not shrink away in front of live people is at cons. They're my people. They are your people. Well, and you do very well on here with us. Well, that's because I pretend nobody is watching. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but and they're all, and, 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 you know, we know Danny's watching, but he's probably sitting in his underwear watching. So that's okay, too. That's okay, too, Danny. We don't care. Hey, look, I'm in my Batman hoodie, right? But because it's freaking cold here in Missouri, it I is. am in my fuzzy Star Wars pajamas. There you go. You got to love that. Yeah, they're not mine. They were my husband's. I stole them. <laughs> and that's okay, too. That's what husbands are for, right? To steal their pajamas? It 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 is. The, like, I don't know why they don't make women's pajamas this fuzzy and warm. Like, they make fuzzy women's pajamas, but not like this. This is, like, warm. <laughs> and, and it is very chilly. And, and with gas prices on the rise, and net, natural gas, that is, yeah, you got to... Gas prices. With inflation being the way it is. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> yeah, a dozen eggs is like $6. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember when a dozen eggs was like 79 cents, right? Yeah, like 99 cents. Like, like my mom had a fit when we paid 99 cents for eggs. Right, right. Like, and now it's like she it's like she would be like, no. <laughs> well, my, my grandmother had, had chickens. And people would go to her farm to because she always had a lot of chickens and a lot of eggs, and they'd buy. And I remember it was like sixty nine cents a dozen, and you had to bring your own cartons. Yeah, we used to sell because we did too. Um, even as a grown up, until my son was like fourteen, we had eggs because we had ducks and chickens, mm -hmm. and we would sell a dozen eggs for two dollars. Yeah. If you bring your own carton, if you didn't bring your own carton, they were two twenty five. Um, but. They, you got duck eggs with that. So they're right. like huge. Huge. Those are huge. I'm a they're girl. natural. I'm a country girl. Do you wouldn't know that. See, there you go. Well, guys, we always end our show by throwing out some like other people that you probably should go check out because we have a lot of friends who do similar things. They do some fun things and we want to share the links to them so you guys can go see them and say hi. Most definitely. And subscribe and when we when we say these things please hit subscribe if you're on youtube hit that little bell that little bell notification um hit like on facebook comment share all those things help us get our algorithm up so more people see us plus they let us know that you are listening and you like us and we we're doing a good job so especially somebody like me who has low self-esteem and i really really need that like build up <laughs> It was that, Stop was that. what you're doing now. Go hit that like button right now. Please, please let AJ know you like her. It, you know, it, it's okay. You don't actually have to. Uh, <laughs> our first ones are who we're going to be on tonight, but are going to be on next week. And that's the OzPod gals. And they are on Facebook. They do some live shows and some uh, pre-recorded shows Thursdays on, at 6 p.m., now that's sporadic. I'm not sure of their schedule right now because they are getting ready to put on uh, a convention in West Plains in April and, and that is OzCon and they are both very busy with that. So, but mm -hmm. make sure to go check them out. They have some great videos that they've already posted. They do some fun things. They're nerdy, wonderful, beautiful, and they know so much about all kinds of things from anime to voices to 
movies to everything. So be sure to go check them out. Then we have, oh, did it go away? Okay. <laughs> it clicks and it doesn't go away right away. It does not go away right away. Yeah, it's tricky. Last week we had Mr. Keith on from Pop Culture Minefield. That's Keith and Gary over at Pop Culture Minefield on YouTube. They're also podcast now and they're on radio now. They got all kinds of things going on. And I would name their shows, but they keep adding shows. There are so many shows on their channel. And here's the fun thing. They know everyone and everything. They will give you some scoops. They will, like, sometimes Keith will message me and I'll be like, I had no idea that was going on. And, right, right. And Gary knows everyone and Keith knows everything. So put them together and you got, like, a total mind meld of information that's coming at you from these two gentlemen. Now, be sure to put on your headphones if you have little ones around because the F-bomb does get thrown around a little bit. Um, Professor, I haven't said any curse words this time. I know. How about that? I get one, one <laughs> but Keith and Gary aren't quite that like PG, so be sure to put those on, but you still want to go check them out because they're amazing and so, so much fun. Um, now, let's see here. And they've got a new, uh, they've got a contract with a radio station that they're doing and uh, have all sorts of uh, stuff coming up, so make sure to check That's that so out awesome. for them. I'm so excited for them. I'm so happy for them. All of our friends deserve the success that they have. And so we, we love our friends. Um, we do. Distinguished competition, the DC guys. That would be the nerd <laughs> informants for the Marvel people. They're the DC. It's fine. Um, but that is nerd informants on YouTube and Facebook. Josh and Tim. They will bring you all kinds of movie reviews. They go see movies all the time with IMAX here in Branson. I'm trying to get us to be able to do that too. <laughs> but they are amazing. You get to see all kinds of things, reaction videos. Uh, there's a video of Tim watching Annabelle, which is hilarious. Um, but be sure to go give them a like, a subscribe. Let them know that we at Geeky Cool sent you over there. And they also did some really cool thing. They created a Facebook page for fans, for nerds, for geeks. And that is where you can post your stuff. You can post stuff that you're doing. You can ask questions, fun memes, whatever you want, as long as you keep it friendly. And that is Nerd Informants Beyond on Facebook. Go over there, join that group, join that page, and you can start posting and asking questions and hanging out with all the cool kids. See? It's, it's great how, how the nerds and geeks become the cool kids. So. We are the cool kids. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cool oh. K. Cool with a K. Professor just loves that. Uh, then we have our partner, the Scallywag himself, over on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and much more because he just apparently has all the time in the world. Um, that is my husband, Shmoo, over there. Um, be sure to go hit like, subscribe. Follow. I don't know what you do on like Instagram. I don't. I'm sure you follow. I'm sure it, it, it's, it's one of those buttons. Every day on Instagram, you see all of the amazing toys behind me. Well, these are all of my husband's toys. Uh, my toys are in another room, but he does a collectible of the day, so you can see all of these toys one day at a time, 
it's kind of amazing. And he does a throwback now because he's gone through a whole year. So he does a throwback every day as well. So be sure to go check him out. And then there's us. Yay. Woo. Now you're either listening to us on podcast because now we're doing that. We are. We are on all the podcasts out there now. All the podcasts. Or you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook. Guess what? You can also check us out on our own website. And it's not just me and the professor. It's not. We have other contributors. We have people who do movie reviews, book reviews. We have authors who are part of our team. And basically anybody who loves geeky, cool stuff can be part of our team. If you want to be a part of our team, let one of us know and we can make that happen. You can write for us. You can do videos. Kind of, we want to hear your voice in the geeky world. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're comfortable with doing, we can make that happen for you. And you can share your geeky voice with the world over at geekycool.com. That's most definitely right. Yeah, it's always been a vision for us to not be a, a single voice, but to have the many voices of geekdom being able to be expressed at one time. So I bring the geeky girlness. You do, and we love the geeky girlness. <laughs> so. But yes, ch check us out, and uh, we do have stuff being updated pretty much daily. We, uh, you know, we're pumping out articles, and and if you're looking for that movie trailer that you heard about, check us out there because it will be there for you. And I promised this year it's on my list that I will actually write stories for. Yay. Of course, uh, you've got to sleep at some point. So I don't know when you're going to do that. So I've given up on sleep. I'm All just, right, well, as long as you're not sleeping, you know, whatever. Just <laughs> pump her full more caffeine. Let's go. All right. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Danny, because we, we know that you posted to us several times. Um, we, we, we love when you join us. So, but... For all of you guys out there, stay geeky, and we'll see you next week. Be kind to each other. Exactly. You don't know what anybody's going through, so be kind to each other.